Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I can't tell you, I, I enjoyed that last conversation so much. Uh, and, I, and I know you probably heard me kind of geeking out a little bit, and I, I might have asked a few questions uh, where you uh, might say, Lee, what the heck, are the, the, we're not runners out here. What do we, what do we, what do we care about that? Uh, well, listen, <laughs> uh, it, it was an exciting thing. It's an exciting hobby, and it's a free hobby. Listen, if you are having some trouble uh, keeping yourself fit through in this throughout this COVID stuff, you know, going running costs absolutely nothing. You don't need a membership. Uh, you don't need any special track. You don't need any anything. Just go outside and like do walking, but a little bit faster. Work up a sweat. Go around the block. Go around two blocks. Uh, you're you're going to be all right. It's it's a great way to stay. I'm getting thumbs up from uh, from uh, the traffic center and from the studio here. It's it's a, a great free thing. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, download the KSL News Radio app powered by Any Hour Services. Go back and listen to the conversation uh, that just wrapped up with Bryant uh, Heath. He uh, a guy I came in con- I came in contact with via. Reddit, as a matter of fact, and uh, if you know what Reddit is, uh, you might not interact with people too often, but I, for the very first time, sent a message to someone I saw posting on Reddit. And uh, and anyway, the reason I did that was because I saw that he had posted some maps of some running routes over the past year. Uh, Running routes, in fact, that touched every single public street in the city of Salt Lake. He, over the course of 2020, while you and I were moping around fighting the coronavirus, uh, he was out running. Just shy of a 1,000 miles, he touched every single street in the city of Salt Lake. Uh, and he did it. He did it in a calendar year. Inspiring stuff. And I'd like you to listen to the podcasted uh, version of that conversation. You can get that at the KSL News Radio app. All right. I have just a, a few more minutes before it's time to sign off. I, I talked a, a little bit on Friday about this. Uh, but, you know, as the days tick by, more and more information comes out. We get a more clear understanding of exactly what is happening uh, at the legislative level here in the state of Utah when it comes to these teacher bonuses. The announcement of yesterday, or I'm sorry, of last week early, was that a legislative proposal contained within it a, a $1,500 bonus for every teacher in the state of Utah. With one exception. Via Speaker Wilson, we came to learn that those teachers in the Salt Lake City School District would likely be ineligible to receive that $1,500 bonus as one of the requirements for its receipt would be in-person instruction. That the school would need to be offering in-person instruction to its students in order for those teachers teaching the classes to 
to qualify for the bonus. Now, when I first encountered all of that information, I you know, first off, it's a lot. There's a lot of information to kind of sort through. There's a lot of analysis, a lot of thinking that has to go into it. And if you're going to formulate an opinion, you got to look at all of uh, the angles. And so I thought, okay, first question is this. Do the teachers uh, deserve a $1,500 bonus? That's the first question to, to ask and uh, you know, decide where you stand. And as I looked at the, the information, as I looked at the experience of teachers, as I looked at the uh, very important role they play in our community, and even a, a step back further, their overall compensation uh, compared to elsewhere in this country, it, uh, it was very easy for me to arrive at the conclusion that, uh, that yes, in fact, teachers do deserve uh, this bonus. And I know, and, and I've heard these types of conversations that uh, people want to compare uh, and look at, look at other, other arenas, other industries, other uh, forms of employment that have been also impacted by COVID, made even more challenging by COVID, uh, increase the risks due to COVID. I get that. I get that 100%. But uh, one of the phrases uh, I used last week when talking about this subject was, what about isms? If you find yourself in an argument and you feel uh, the inclination to say, yeah, well, what about? Or if you're debating someone and they say, yeah, well, what about uh, this group or that group? Uh, The argument's not a strong one. My my invitation would be to focus on the group at hand. And so focusing on teachers, evaluating what they do, why they do it, and how it benefits not only you but also your children, uh, I think you come to the easy conclusion that, yes, in fact, the bonus is worthwhile. Now the second question. The second question as to whether or not uh, it should be used, this bonus, $1,500, should be used as a carrot or club to entice the Salt Lake City School District to uh, return to its offering of in-person classes. I was uncomfortable by that. I was uncomfortable by uh, that element. And knowing that it was a legislative proposal, I knew that it would necessarily require the support of, you know, majority legislators in both chambers and then ultimately the signature of the governor. Specifically, the signature of the governor-elect, Spencer Cox. What does he have to say about things? We reached out to him. He's not available. Uh, That was disconcerting, but he did take to Twitter and explained in, in pretty great detail where he stands on this. I don't have time to read for you the entire Twitter thread uh, put out by uh, Spencer Cox, governor-elect, but he says that his relative silence on the issue thus far has been intentional, that it it would have been very easy to, as soon as this announcement was made by uh, Speaker Wilson, that, uh, you know, you, you get out front and you get loud and you either condemn it or you support it, but you move very quickly. Well, uh, he decided that, uh, that he would rather uh, be slower and more deliberate about things and ultimately ends up being pleased that uh, the, the likelihood is that teachers will be, in fact, back in the, the classroom. And uh, there are some good, some good lessons learned there, not only because, not only because of the the bonus deal, but also because of Salt Lake and, well, Utah teaching school staff being moved up in the prioritization list. 
Tomorrow we'll be speaking uh, with Larry Madden, interim superintendent of the Salt Lake City School District. He has a recommendation to get students back in school ahead of the timeline in place right now. We'll figure out how that all fits together, where uh, exactly the lieutenant governor, governor elect, stands on this in coming days. Tomorrow, though, we'll start with the Salt Lake City School District and the interim superintendent. Now, though, it's time for me to step aside. Time for me to step aside. Uh, Next up, Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.